can't really use it as a costume in certain areas because a brown guy walking into a place with like handcrafted wiring and a button. <laughs> People get the wrong hey idea. Guys. Yeah. Hey guys, guess what? Welcome to episode 72. This episode 2 is going to talk about some birds, Phoenix rises again, and Anton talks about ramen. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. How's your week, Anton? Uh, not too bad, but uh, before we start the episode, I think I'm going to be popping something. I hope you don't oh, family, mind. Family show. Yep. Uh, I'm going to be popping some Waterloo this week. I'll be popping some just water. <laughs> How is it that when I drink something special, you drink water? And when you drink something special, I drink water. Easy. So I'll, I'll start off before you start with that. Uh, my week has started with me having a cough, a dry cough since like Sunday. Why is so that? I, I, I just fell asleep. My windows open. It was like really like cold and foggy outside in the morning mm-hmm. so that air just got just messed me up yeah i think it has something to do with the, all that smog in california i don't know this is just fog regular <laughs> fog all right so what's waterloo uh waterloo is something i've had uh, a couple of episodes ago um where you can find this at i think um i'm blanking out on the store <laughs> uh whole foods yes whole foods Seriously? That is right. Yeah, yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, So besides my dry cough, Mm -hmm. I've also been working on my Halloween costume little by little. It's coming coming together. I've been showing Mm -hmm. you the the progress. Mm -hmm. I like it. I'm proud. I'm proud of the shape. Actually, before we started recording the podcast, I was cutting out the the pieces I need for the back portion. Yeah, it's starting to look pretty good. I mean, uh, I I know you're... You're a pretty crafty person. You've mm-hmm. done stuff like um, Tony Stark's. Um, uh, I have it right here. Hold on. <laughs> the arc reactor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it still works. It still works. Yeah, my little mm-hmm. button right here. Uh, yeah. Which I realize I can't really use it as a costume in certain areas because a brown guy walking into a place with like handcrafted wiring. And a button. <laughs> People get the wrong hey idea. Hey guys, yeah. Hey guys, guess what? <laughs> so I yeah. have to be careful where I wear this. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, anyways, uh, let's get into the show, dude. All right. Uh, let's go start with our new segment. Mm-hmm. All right. I thought, if I told you a Florida teacher was fired after twenty years, why would you think they'd be fired? Uh, I'd have to say, is it part of the Me Too movement? No, no. I mean, can, considering the the environment, I, I can see why you would think that, but no. Mm-hmm. Okay, humor me. All right. So, the teacher was fired because she refused to give 50% for, uh, grade, uh, for assignments that were not turned in. Oh, so that's the thing. So apparently, the the school district has a rule saying no kid is allowed to get a grade lower than fifty percent, even if they didn't turn in the assignment. That that's a little unfair for a lot of the students to begin with. It's just bad preparation for kids. Yeah, it is. So yeah, what so, grade was this? Uh, eighth grade. Eighth grade. Wow. So going into high school. Yeah. So. I mean, okay, I, I didn't even know what, what subject this is because, I mean, it, it's eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Is this English or something? Because, I mean, if, if, if it's something that is a, a basic uh, general ed class. Social studies. Okay, social studies. Oh, wow. No, that's where you learn about government. Come on. <laughs> you, you learn about that in high school anyways. I mean, it's the same thing, just repeated. Yeah, but, but, okay, so here's the thing. I, I think... Uh, Elementary school and junior high are at least teaching you the habits that you need to develop to do yeah. better in high school, and then high school kind of preps you for college. Yeah. So, I, I guess elementary and middle school is more like teaching you not to pro- procrastinate. It's teaching you the basics, and it's also teaching you not to be a freaking, uh, I don't know, put it, uh, the, teaching you a to moron. be more civil. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, pretty much like so how, how to behave in a public environment, how to interact with other people, kind of thing, more social uh, engagement and more uh, just how to how to be organized. I don't know. For me, I think it was uh, pretty much uh, teaching you how to uh, find a way to play Pokemon in between classes. Or what we did, create our own uh, chat room with the Cybicos. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was pretty cool. For people yeah. who don't know what Cybicos are, they're these little Palm Pilots. Uh, they look they were, like Game Boys. They, they, they do look like Game Boys. They do look like uh, uh, TI-83 calculators, right. but yep, uh, yep. like pimped out, actually. They, mm-hmm. Some of them are uh, clear-coded, so you could see like little parts inside. So it's pretty nice. Very cool. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it, it was just, it, it was fun because it was before smartphones, it was before texting became really a thing, and it was kind of its own thing, It's unless you had, like you said, a Palm Pilot. Yeah, and we got to play uh, first-person shooter games uh, wirelessly in the same room, which is racing, insane. Racing Who games. does that? Yeah, racing games. Uh, yeah. And then we would pass, like, um, answers in class. I didn't do that. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but right. the point, the point, the point being, though, <laughs> it it taught us how to be more sneaky because we had to because we were taught how to behave in a public environment. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Know. So brings back to the whole Florida teacher thing. Uh, I think that is a little wrong to be unfair to the kids like that. It is, and yeah. I'm I'm I have a feeling this after the whole. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh thing dies down, or mm-hmm. it, it gets it becomes old news. This I'm hoping this becomes more in the public attention and something gets done with that school district. Yeah, because there's no way the parents that are that actually have good students would be like, "This is this is what you guys do." Yeah, I I'm fine with that. No, they'd be outraged. Yeah, well, a lot of parents don't really know what their kids are dealing no. with at school. No, and I and I bet you that the parents that were complaining were the ones that had the bad students. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Also, come on, dude. This is this is what's wrong with public ed- education. They only care about the test results. Yeah. Guys, guys. Instead of improving our teaching, uh, the teaching plans and our strategies, let us just make it harder for students to get fa- to get failing grades. Yeah, that's true, and it it it's. Okay, before anything, is your mic working right now? What was that? Can you hear me? No. I can only hear you through my, uh, I through think my I'm still uh, connected, phone's mic. But I don't hear you. We're having a little difficulty here, which is uh, normal. That is not normal. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely hear you through my, through my uh, cell phone's mic, but okay. Yeah. Uh, let's disconnect the Discord real quick. And then we'll connect back in. All right, I'm back in. Do you hear me? There you go. Yep, we're good. All right. Let's see. This is why you listen. This is why you listen to the audio podcast because you would not have noticed that. Yeah, the power <laughs> of editing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's magic. All right. So, what were your final thoughts about this? Sorry, I missed that part. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I believe that it's uh, it's good that a lot of the students are actually telling their parents uh, what's going on at the schools and everything. Um, oh no! They they found this out because a student posted a picture of mm-hmm. the the message the teacher wrote on the on the whiteboard saying, "Hi kids, I love teaching." Oh, I can't remember what it was. But something like, "I'd be here teaching you, but I was fired because I refused to give you guys a failing grade for not turning in assignments." Hmm. And so it became it's, it kind of became known through like social media. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, yeah. So no other major news stories going on right now. Nothing mm-hmm. about. Uh, Supreme Court uh, nominee, nothing. Well, th- the whole UN thing the other day was uh, pretty interesting. Um, Trump is stumbling on his words like he's always been. He's saying yeah, things that not, doesn't really make any sense. That's not news. But, ho fee fee. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there, there was a really inspiring speech that I would like to add uh, that happened at the UN event in, uh, I guess, New York. Was it New York? Yeah. Yeah, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, ba- the boy band, uh, BTS... From Korea uh, oh, was in New York. That. Yeah, dude, yeah. the speech is freaking really inspiring. Uh, you got to listen to it when you have a chance. Uh, More I, than I English. find, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, their their music has spread around the whole entire world, and they're trying to basically send a message to everybody to love yourself. 
before you even do anything, help other people or, um, you know, go out into the real world to do other things. You have to love yourself in order to care for other things that are coming your way. Also, so. don't don't be an a-hole. Yeah, exactly. Good, good way to live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, Kids, Anton. you got to yeah, listen. Yeah, right. Seriously. All right, Anton. Uh, ready to move on to our well, next segment? Yeah, let's go ahead and get into television. Who says television these days? But television. The box. The box. All right. Uh, so the first part, first topic. I want to say first part. Uh, Daredevil. Part one. Part one. <laughs> <laughs> the first subject. Uh, Daredevil. You know, have you know new seasons coming out? Season three. Okay, so Daredevil season what? What, what are they on right now? They're start, they're about to start season three. Okay. Uh huh. But this is not what that's about. Marvel so has it? Marvel has confirmed that they're already mm-hmm. working on season four, five, and six. Wait, six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I learned something about um. Well, I don't know if it's a joke or a teaser. Uh, I think it's a brain teaser. But uh, how can you count to six with one hand? No. Oh. You actually have to count, like, you know, one, two, three, four. Uh, I'm assuming you just start removing fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah? That's actually pretty close. Uh, so how you do it is uh, you put up your whole hand, mm-hmm. and you basically uh, 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 don't put any fingers down yet. You start okay. taking away fingers when you start counting. So it's 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Ah, okay. ah, okay. Yeah, totally got you there. Okay, but uh, uh, yeah. great stuff for our audio listeners. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I tried to explain it yeah. as simple as possible. Yeah, there you go. So for those that couldn't see it, Anton held up his hand and just put down fingers as he counted. Yeah. To All six. right. Uh, so kind of piggybacking off that, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, and uh, well, Iron Fist kind of are in the works. But those have not been confirmed about what, what seasons are going to be going up to. If anything, I'm willing to bet they're kind of looking back to see, you know, which shows did well, which ones were like big hits think, and which ones were kind of just people just watch to watch. Yeah, I think realistically they should just keep continuing Daredevil because it's such a big hit. They don't really need to focus on any of the other things for the Defenders really. Uh, I would appreciate once in a while they would have the defenders just to, you know, uh, change up the pace, mm-hmm. which I really, I actually really did like the defenders, regardless of what people thought about it. I liked it, but you definitely had to be watching the other seasons or else you'd be like, okay. Who are these people? Where yeah, are who they are these people? Yeah. Why, why is it so incredible that they're together now? What, what, yeah. what are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so well, it, 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 I, I think the defenders is, you know. Not as good as the Revengers, though. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I think it's the third episode in the row we mentioned the, the Revengers. And uh, I see uh, Roger joined us and left us. Um, so I mean, we talked about last week that the Defenders, it might not happen again. Yeah. So maybe maybe they're just going to focus on their uh, individual heroes. Because it, it did kind of feel they rushed to a Defenders movie. Because what, it was like two years? Yeah, dude, everything happens so quickly, and I feel like, um, yeah, we, we, I felt, go ahead. Oh, I saying, because I think within six or seven months, we had uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Punisher come out. Yeah, and I, I thought Punisher was way too rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, the character development wasn't really there, and same thing with Iron Fist, too. I mean, the, the story was okay. It, it started developing a little bit. You get to understand the characters a little bit more. But this, the, the whole action sequence and everything wasn't really up to par. But this season, you're you're loving it. So Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm yeah. done it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I'm on the last episode because I'm on episode nine, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, I know you're not that type of person that binges. I, I, I pace myself. You know yeah. I am. I, I'm I'm very delicate when it comes to certain suspense and action. I kind of like mm-hmm. pace myself a little bit. Okay. My heart can't take much. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you, you can't seem to get your heart broken. No, no. Uh, but you kind of took a different turn for streaming this week. What'd you yeah, do? Yeah. Um, I was actually on a flight to Boston for work, 
And on the flight, they had a lot of really interesting documentaries. I think that's the cool thing about traveling on planes is you get to see a lot of really interesting selections. Sometimes they have Sundance. Sometimes they mm -hmm. have like uh, TIFF. They have um, uh, Tribeca. Uh, well, American Airlines usually does the Sundance, Sundance one, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Or United. Um, I think it varies. Okay. It goes by contract. A lot of them do different things all the time. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I got to see two really interesting documentaries. The first one is called uh, Delt. It uh, focuses on this, uh, I, I wouldn't say magician. He's more of like a, a, a cardist. Um, okay. Yeah. So what he does is, uh, his name is Richard Turner. He has been doing card manipulation for a very long time. And what I mean by card manipulation is he controls cards in a way where he knows where every single card is in the deck and he can bring it up. He can bring it to the bottom. He can know where it, every single um, card is when it's ruffled or shuffled or he's able to control it so well. And how he does it so well is because he practiced all these gambler moves. And a lot of people who are card magic magicians they know some of the moves but mm -hmm. they don't perfect it like this guy does well you're, you're kind of missing one detail and i just read the tagline for the poster mm -hmm. i'll read the tagline okay uh one of the world's greatest card magicians is completely blind see that's the thing that i don't want <laughs> to mention is I, I want to tell you how good he is and then i get to that part because that the whole blind thing is not even uh, the highlight of the whole entire movie because mm -hmm. even though he's blind he doesn't want to have people know that he's blind he wants to live a normal life which he refused to uh, walk with a cane he refused to have a uh, um, a service dog okay. and he, he refuses any support from anybody when he does something so he's one of those guys who is a rebel uh, he, he's down to go learn karate and okay. earn a, a black belt. And he's uh, down to climb a mountain, uh, even though he's blind. Okay, so the karate one interests me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know, when people usually um, start to go blind, they don't mm. go completely blind. They have yeah. like a little uh, black spot in the middle of their uh, retina. Yeah, and it starts expanding. So they still have vision, but it'll be on the outer ring. Okay. So when they do look, they'll look sideways and they'll be able to see light, but they won't be able to see the whole entire thing. So it's a peripheral. Yeah. So, I mean, this guy learned so many different moves when he was a, a, a little kid, uh, just listening to stuff because he started uh, getting blind when he was like eight or something like that. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, it, it, it's really amazing to see a legend because uh, he's learned from Diane Vernon, which is a very, very famous uh, uh, card dealer um, who does a lot of different moves and everything. Uh, yeah, so he was teaching Richard Turner and he developed his own style. It's freaking crazy. Amazing. I love this film. Uh, yeah, he doesn't really consider himself as a magician, but okay. he shows up at the Magic Castle showing people his uh, his skills, and it's amazing. Uh, so if you ever have a chance, please watch this uh, film. It really talks about his life and uh, how he got to where he is today. And um, he's getting a little bit older. Uh, I don't know how long, how much longer he's going to be around, but uh, if you ever have a chance, I, I would go see him live too. So hmm. check out Delt. Yeah, it's okay. It, now, with their explanation, that does sound more interesting than just a, a documentary about a magician. Yeah, there. Yeah. All right. So, another uh, documentary I got to see is uh, Ramen Heads. And of course, if you, you know picked me, that one. Yeah. If you know me, I'm a big fan of ramen. Uh, mm -hmm. Instant ramen, uh, real Japanese ramen shops. Sp spicy that make, ramen that will make you poop out fire. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually did that challenge, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, dude, this movie is awesome. It's great. It really lets you know more about the the ramen world out there right now and what's the latest trends. 
Um, I felt like this whole documentary is a little biased because it's only focusing on one specific uh, ramen shop in, in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does make sense. And I really like the flow of the whole entire story because it focuses on the best ramen shop in the world. And everybody respects this guy. And he wins like a, uh, an award every single year for the past three, four years now. And very, very respectful because he doesn't. Okay, so let me, let me give you this example. Whenever you eat ramen, they have that very same um, taste, you mm-hmm. know, that umami flavor, which is uh, cooked traditionally. Tonkatsu tastes like tonkatsu, which is a, a pork bone broth, very common. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that really changes the style if it is if it's like a different type of noodle or a different type of uh, um, uh Protein. ingredient yeah protein that they put yeah. well it's mostly just like pork uh commonly. but yeah yeah commonly so a lot of people don't really sh- want to show their secret ingredient or how they cook it but it's very similar when people make ramen so they don't want other people to know because it's they think it's a secret it's, but it's not it, it's the same thing it's easy to copy or it's easy to say, oh, you're just like this person over here. Yeah, but this guy has nothing to hide because he's using premium ingredients. Mm-hmm. So if ramen is made the traditional way, but why is his so good? And he shows people why it's so good. It's because of the ingredients that he uses premium. He doesn't cut corners. Or the, he doesn't cut corners. Yeah, like uh, in this documentary, he's happy to show his whole entire kitchen. Shows the ins and outs and you know whatever you want to know, he's willing to give it out there. Well, and I always bring this one up, but it's almost like uh, uh, Jiro from Jiro Dreams of Sushi. He yes. just he just does things very meticulously. Uh, doesn't cut corners. He he does not settle for anything less than what he knows can be possible. Yeah. So I really thought this documentary was about like you know the the whole lifestyle of ramen, but mm-hmm. it's not really just that. It's about this specific chef, kind of similar to uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Mm-hmm. So instead of that. It's this one. And I really like that at the very beginning of the movie, they really point out that sushi is very expensive and it's very delicious. But then you have to spend like $300 to get something that is like an experience of a lifetime and a taste that you will never get out of your head. But if you go eat ramen, it's only like $8 a bowl or at the most $15 a bowl. And it's cheap, affordable, and it really hits the spot every single time. Yeah, and you know what? Now that it's fall, we're getting mm-hmm. close to like ramen, what I consider ramen season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice it. to have it during the uh, winter time. Well, yeah, I'm actually wearing my uh, ramen shirt right now. This is Santoka. Santoka's like, man. I'm, op- I'm not gonna lie. It looks like two penises. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so jokes aside, no, but like yeah, like last, well, not last time, but one of the times you were here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, me, my brother, um, RG from uh, Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes podcast, we went to get ramen, and it was like perfect weather for it. It was like gloomy, by the time we got there, it was just raining. Mm-hmm. So perfect ramen weather. It's really great. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, uh, if you're a big fan of ramen, I, I, I really highly recommend this uh, documentary. If you mm-hmm. love Jiro uh, Dreams of Sushi, this is a highly anticipated uh, uh documentary that came out two years ago but um yeah check it out cool all right so before we leave our tv segment i just want to tell you about the new show new amsterdam mm-hmm. uh this was the new show for nbc and get this it's a show about doctors working in a hospital trying to be rogue by helping people ah there's a <laughs> lot of those shows right now <laughs> yeah no and, and you know, I decided to give it a shot because I'm like, okay, you know what? Why not? This right now is when these shows are coming out, but I start checking out what's good. Yeah, because uh, I, I think uh, the good doctor pretty much sets a certain bar, just like um, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think well, uh, well, the good doctor, get... the good doctor is a little more of a drama than, mm-hmm. and not like over the top drama either. It's just more like people, like at a personal level, kind of yeah. thing. I'd say uh, it's a new version of uh, a House MD. Yes, just not as intense, but yeah. Yeah, and I, I I've seen you know those reaction videos of doctors watching House mm-hmm. and trying to reference like uh um like medical terms and everything. 
Mm-hmm. And it seems like House is uh, written very loosely on medical terms. Uh, I is. mean, they, they, they try their best to, to, to you know, fit everything into the story. But, uh, yeah. Um, well, but comparing the, it... You go ahead. No, I'm saying, but the problem with those shows is that, like, it's written by people that that aren't in the medical field. Yeah. So all they're trying to do is, like, Google, look up in dictionary, like, what's this term? What, what would they use over here? And just kind of insert it. Yeah. Um, and it, Big, Bang, yeah. Big Bang Theory even admitted it, that when they write their scripts, uh, they have... Uh, physicists and other like PhD scientists in uh, as references where they could just hand off the, the script and the script will be oh uh, Sheldon says blah 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 parentheses insert scientific uh, uh, jargon <laughs> yeah and stuff like that so but okay so back to New Amsterdam though it's it's not bad like it, it is a, it is a subject that's been done before um, I'm just happy it didn't try to go for the over the top. Uh, oh, doctors are always in love with each other, and they're always waiting to do it as soon as they get privacy. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, like the first episode starts off with like uh, this doctor. Let's say his name was uh, Edward Nottingham. Mm-hmm. So he goes in there. He's talking to like this big. It's kind of a giant conference room full of the doctors, administrators. Uh, supervisors, all that people, mm-hmm. and he goes in and saying like, "All right, so what can we do?" Oh, wait. He, he gives his background about where he came from, why he cares so much about being the doctor, and he says like, oh, "Okay, well, what can we do to help people?" Nobody says anything. Okay, like just like I'm serious. What you know, I'm here to help. What can we do? What can I do to help you help the patient better? Mm-hmm. Nothing. So he says, "All right, who's in who's in the cardiac department?" But who understand? All right, you're fired. <laughs> and he's like, "Why are you firing them?" Like, "Oh, because they care more about making money than they care about their patients. Yeah. They're signing people off for surgery, then they don't really need it. They're denying people coverage because of their insurance." Blah blah. So he's like, "You guys are all corrupt. Uh, your your people are getting infections in your department that are avoidable." Fuck God. Yeah. So and stuff like that. He's so, trying so, to take take uh, matters into his own hands because nobody else is doing it. Pretty much, and like the, yeah. the, the there's a part in the trailer where like he even says, uh, "Oh, somebody says like, oh, you know, the system's corrupt. Uh, they're not going to let you do this. So you're going to get you're going to get caught." Mm-hmm. And the doctor says, "Well, let's try to help some people before we get caught." <laughs> so it's an interesting show. I only got to see the first one uh, mm-hmm. because that's all there is right now. Uh, so I, I am gonna. It, it did hook me. It didn't. It didn't. You know. It didn't. It didn't. Uh, it didn't make me go. Nope. 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 It actually kind of kept me in there. Yeah, well, but, you're you're a sucker for some of the the uh, the doctor shows, though. Some of them, some of them, yeah. but because some of them are really too predictable. But this one's mm-hmm. kind of a, kind of something different, slightly different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nice little uh, cast member that I wasn't expecting to see, uh, Freema. I must make sure how to say her last name. Uh, Agman Agiman. She was the from Doctor Who. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna try. But yeah, I know. <laughs> Aggieman. I, I, I don't know. Uh, all but right. yeah, she's in it. So I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> all, all right. So on. besides all of the TV television stuff, uh, I know we have a lot of stuff to talk about in the movie section. So let's go ahead and get into it. All right. So oh, Lupe joined us. Hey, Lupe. All right. So box office. So we're finally out of the summertime. Now we're mm-hmm. getting to the the drudge of it as we get into the fall the fall excitement. Uh, so with that said, number one, the house with clocks in its walls, and I believe that's the Jack uh, Jack Black and Jack Black, uh, Kate, yeah. Kate Blanchett, right. and it's directed so, by Eli Roth, which uh, have done very very horrific movies like Hostel. So I'm calling this movie Goosebumps before the Goosebumps suit comes out. <laughs> yeah, it it kind of has that goosebump vibe to it. Yeah, and it, yeah. I think it doesn't help that it's Jack Black in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then we do have a Goosebumps two coming out next month, I believe. Yeah, but it's yeah. not the one with Jack Black in it. He's not staying in it. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's number one with thirty one point two million. Uh, mm-hmm. Number two again, a simple favor, not a simple flavor. Uh, simple favor. 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 Uh, with 35.7, well, about 35.7 million. 
And My Hero Academia, two heroes, well, that is, uh, with 1.28, what, 1.8 million uh, for third place. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole bunch of good movies until uh, October hits. No, but the, you know what? This has me concerned because in fourth place, it's Predator. I don't yeah. know what I don't know what my hero is, but the fact that it knocked out Predator <laughs> on its <laughs> second weekend, I, that concerns me. Hey, check that out. What what is that? My Hero Academia. Two oh, heroes. I think that's an anime. It is. It's been it's by Funimation Films. Yeah, yeah, it's an anime. So you think that's what it is? The anime nerds came out for it. Yep. Huh? All right. Yeah. I can't talk smack because I'm making Saiyan armor. Uh-huh. <laughs> So that's right. why Julie's was gone the other day. Did she? Did she just disappear in the movies or what? I don't know. She's a big anime fan, and sometimes I don't really know what animes she's watching because she uh, watches so many of them. Is she a, is a Crunchyroll? What's it called? Yeah, she's a Crunchyroll subscriber. She's also a torrent and, you know, all that jazz. I, I might I might sign up for Crunchyroll after my, after my Disney Pass expires. Dude, there's a lot of stuff to watch. I know. It's ridiculous. I know. I know. That's, um, that's what... That's why, because it's such a big backlog of stuff, I, it makes it worth it for me. Yeah, I'm all caught up on the latest episodes of uh, Attack on Titan. They're on the third season. It's that's, pretty intense. That's one of my reasons I want to see it. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So uh, we got a lot of trailers this week and a little bit of teasers. Uh, what's one of the biggest things that uh, people are checking out right now? Uh, this one is a little bit of a sequel. Uh, something, uh, so I, I think a phoenix from... Uh, Game of Thrones? Some sort of nah. horror from Game of Thrones? <laughs> well, if you put it that way, yeah. I, I think her name is Sophie Turner. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, the trailer for Dark Phoenix finally came out. People have been wondering what it's going to be like. Uh, this this storyline has been teased in the last two X-Men films, I believe. Yeah. So and it, It's very it. interesting because uh, we, we were always seeing that Mystique is going to turn on all of the, uh, the good X-Men characters. Mm-hmm. But it, well, we we sort of saw it coming, you know, for a while. But we didn't really seem to uh, have it happen like this. And it seems like Jean Grey is turning the tides on everybody. So I'm kind of curious when exactly this takes place, because mm-hmm. uh, Jean Grey, played by Sophie Turner, like you said. Seems a little bit more older than she looked in the other movies, and I know I understand she's gotten older physically, but like she's you know her hair is more done. She, maybe, maybe that's the phoenix changing her personality. It could be. I mean, uh, some of the other characters look the same. Uh, mm-hmm. Cyclops still looks the same. Uh, Ty Sheridan, who who plays Cyclops. Um, same thing with uh, Nicholas Holt, uh, who plays um, Beast, still looks the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just the phoenix. <clears throat> But you check out the costumes. Yeah, that, they're that kinda, pretty cool. Yeah, that kind of retro look to them. So that's kind of mm-hmm. cool too. Yeah. Yeah, I, but it, it seems like uh, Jubilee's not in it this time. I, I really liked her character in the last one. Yeah, Jubilee's not in it, but I did see somebody else and I'm blanking on it now. Ah, I can't see. But either way, we got to see uh, Jinx McAvoy again with his uh, his hair back for, yeah, for a little his, bit. His hippie hair and then uh, shaved head. Yes. Dude, and Michael Fassbender, come on. That guy's a freaking yeah. awesome Magneto. Uh, I, so yeah. I, I think he, he I wish he he was more of a prime actor uh, when he was younger. But uh, yeah, he, he got his fame a little, well, mainstream a little later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say mainstream more, yeah. which is fine. I, I think I, I think part of his his charisma is also the, just the, the type of presence he, 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 he brings to the story. Yeah. Like to the character, I mean. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, it, it, it kind of works for him. They kind of, he, he yeah. became more mainstream in his later years. Yeah. So anyways, uh, there was someone else that also really brings the A-game to uh, his craft too when he goes acting in any type of film. And uh, I, I guess this is kind of like an anticipated movie that people have been talking about for a while too. Um, anticipated? Yeah, uh, because, uh, I mean, people wanted to see his take on the Joker. Uh, I'll, I'll meet you halfway and say, yes, people are curious about him, but also mm-hmm. kind of outraged about the production company, how they're releasing this or organizing this, these storylines. Well, I, I think the reason why they did it is because, uh, Nolan did something similar too. And okay. So before we go any further, let's say 
we finally got a preview of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, which we've been talking about a couple episodes ago also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so they, they had a, uh, a clip that leaked, uh, which is a uh, clip of him in a subway station with a bunch of other mm-hmm. um, Joker groupies. Like a mob, flash mob kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they're basically beating people up and he's just laughing and... Yeah, so we got a little clip of that. What do you think about that so far from what you've seen? So far, that that rings a little bit true to uh, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, where you kind mm-hmm. of have more of a mob kind of gang to it. Um, the I costume s- choice is very... The, the, the whole makeup thing, it's kind of a, a crossbreed between Heath Ledger's uh, Joker and also Jack Nicholson's uh, Joker. I was going to say, he kinda, he's kind of... Besides the hair, I would say he's kind of a mixture of Heath Ledger... At least with the the makeup and the hair, and uh, the animated Joker with a suit, because mm, yeah. the the animated one was very flamboyant with his colors and and the suit the uh, suit design. Yeah, but usually for his suits they're purple, but in this case uh, they're going more of a uh, maroon red like color. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but the one thing we did notice is that a lot of people have been kind of thinking that this is going to be the version of the joker that falls into the chemical vat and that's how he gets like kind of messed up in the head and has mm-hmm. his skin pale mm-hmm. but with the makeup mm, might be a different storyline we're going with here yeah and uh before all of that uh subway clip uh they well todd phillips the legendary uh todd phillips uh, had uh some of the makeup and everything done on the joker and did a couple of pictures on uh, on Instagram and I guess Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- what do you think about that? I'm not sure because the different the different uh, pictures we see mm-hmm. and one of the allegedly one of the makeup artists from the from the movie is saying these are only some of the makeup designs we're going to be seeing for the Joker. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's going to be sort of a transformation or as he goes on little by little changing the way he he looks. Yeah, I'll see. But I did like the t- the other Todd Phillips uh, video that they showed, where it was for the camera test. It shows just Walking Phoenix normally, and I don't even know what they're called. Uh, I'll, I'll just put it simply, it, it's like a, pro- a projection of the Joker makeup, kind of flashing in front of him and on t- onto Joaquin, giving us a preview of his Joker. Yeah, so it's like a crossfade between uh, him on and off, like a before and after. Yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot what it's called. It's that thing where. Uh, it's like old school animation where they had just like that big wheel that spins, and if you look through like the goggles, you see the picture moving, mm-hmm. moving yeah. picture. Uh, okay, so, sarcasm aside, Anton, <laughs> <laughs> the moving pictures, yes. Yeah, uh, uh, I think it's called a uh, film. <laughs> no, 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 that's a no, no, film. I, I, I know. <laughs> I said, don't you dare, sir! Don't you dare! All right, Anton, uh, let's go on to this other part that. Kind of a quick little reference, but kind of get your take on it. Kevin Feige has been assigned to oversee the Disney's X-Men films. That's interesting. Did uh, Is this finalized? Well, last I heard, it's a, it was still kind of in talks, but it was really close to the deal. At least according to, I think it was dead. Uh, what's it called? Deadline? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm happy for it because uh, I don't know if he's going to bring it to the MCU. I think he would because that, that's one of the biggest puzzle pieces that they would like to uh, put together with all of the other characters. So, and that's that's one thing I was going to ask you is, do you think it would make sense for them to bring him into the MCU or should the X-Men still kind of be off on their own and occasionally bring in the character? I think it should be brought into the MCU. I mean... There are so many other things that they can do with the whole X-Men series. Uh, I, I don't think a, a lot of the characters will be reprised because a lot of the actors are getting too old for those roles eventually. So you think so, so you think next class will kind of be phased out and then they'll start its own MCU X-Men? Yeah. Truthfully, oh, and, I mean, and, all and these it, characters it was, won't last forever. And uh, Bob Iger did confirm this is, this is happening. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we'll see something really cool. Um, probably Spider-Man and X-Men, because I mean Spider-Man Ooh. is still uh, a very new character in the MCU, so we'll probably see a lot more of that. Um, yeah, I think more of the new characters that were introduced would be part of it. Uh, I'm just happy that we're finally gonna have just one Quicksilver. 
<laughs> well, the the MCU MCU one is that, but it's the same though. Yeah, I actually I did like the 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 Quicksilver that was in the X Men series a lot more than the MCU version. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Specifically for the head headphones and slow motion scenes. Yeah, very very cool. All yeah. right, so anyways, uh, let's move on. All right, so next big part of news that we can get in here is uh, Birds of Prey. We finally get a release date. So that one is scheduled to be released February 2020. Yeah, that, that's very, very cool. And we got to hear a little bit about some of the actresses that are signed on to the movie, or almost, right? No, they just got confirmed, I believe, yet, late yesterday. They, uh, it's confirmed by deadline. Uh, Birds of Prey cast now include Mary Elizabeth Winstead mm-hmm. uh, as Huntress and pronounce, I really wish I, pr- I practiced pronouncing this, but Journey Smollett Bell is Black Canary. Yeah, that's pretty good. I got it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You're like close enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're both uh, very good actresses. We've seen um, quite a bit of uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and pretty much uh, a lot of pop culture films that we've uh, you know seemed well, to like. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, oh, what's that's name? Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. There you go. I'm like, damn it, I have his books right here. <laughs> uh, yeah, Scott Pilgrim. She plays, uh, oh, not Winona. Let's see Winona. Uh, oh my God, I'm blanking out on this. I gotta look it up now because it'll be bugging me. All right. Little break in between. No, 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 no. Keep talking. Editing this out. No, no. Okay, sorry. Well, I'll look this up. So <laughs> <laughs> I am kind of curious to see how good this, uh, th- this movie comes out because. Black Canary and Huntress are two characters that I don't think have been done justice in either, and no pun intended there, um, in animated or in the TV TV world. Yeah, I mean, uh, Birds of Prey TV show back in the days was actually decent. I actually liked it. I don't. I don't know. I, I guess it didn't that have like two thousand two one. Yeah, you no, remember that, right? No, no, that was not decent. I mean, I enjoyed it, but then uh, I I think they needed more time. They needed. You were high, sir. You were high. I was like, (laughs) I was in junior high. Yeah, I was like, I dared, (laughs) I dared to go back and watch that. I couldn't even finish it. Um. Oh, and it was Ramona. Ramona is what else? So she was Ramona Flowers, Scott Pilgrim, and of course I forgot, and I think you're referencing this one, uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, now that I have that out of my head, I can actually take a, a sigh of relief there. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be a nice two years until we see them, so no rush mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. All right, next part of news, Avengers 4 teaser released by the Wachowski... Not Wachowski, but... Wachowski's? Uh, I didn't know they're doing the Avengers. Oh, Wachowski sisters, no. The Wrong Brothers. Wrong Brothers. Sister. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, yeah. whatever it is. Or is oh. it sisters now? Did, did he they're sisters, they're sisters, they're sisters, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's crazy how they <laughs> they both did it. Not, not at the same time. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, I'm, do you know what, Anton? Help me out here. I'm 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 out of it today. I don't know why. I think oh, I blame Russo it. Brothers. Russo, Russo brothers. Russo brothers. Yeah. I'm blame I blame it in the sharpies as I was making my costume. For some reason, they're a little extra scented. Yeah. Not uh, Larusso. Not 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 Larusso. But no Russo. no no. So they released a picture. Uh, one of the Russo brothers sitting at the lap sitting at his laptop typing away. Uh, on the set of Avengers with the caption, look closely. Look closely. I, do I don't really know what, what to look for because I, I see it's some of the scenes from the old movies. It's the so, lab, but I don't really know what to look for. So a lot of people have been kind of uh, outlining uh, what they think they see in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, the big theory is that the the background and some of the gear and equipment that you see in the picture is being used to spell out the title of Avengers. Yeah, and it, it, it does look like an actual title. What what is it? Uh one one of the common ones I've been seeing is uh Avengers Endgame. Yeah, it looks like Endgame, but Which yeah the, the, the D doesn't really oh the D the end doesn't really look that that, that clear to me. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm trying to find uh I can't I can't pin it. Or I can't find it. So well, the one that I kind of liked is somebody noticed that the tape in the background, if you can mark it, it makes the infinity symbol. And then next to it is a ladder with an A. So thinking like a, uh, infinity or infinity, uh, Avengers infinity or 
another one I saw is that the A was actually part of War. So, and I wish the size was in the chapter in this one, but I, I believe one of the other series for the Avengers was Infinity Wars, plural, where it brings in other uh, versions of the heroes to play. Interesting. Which, which would make sense if there are a million different scenarios where they lost, maybe some of those heroes come into play. Yeah, because, uh, uh, okay, so are the stones returned back to its origin, or does Thanos still have it, or are they broken? They never actually said what, well, they never actually showed what happened to them. They just showed Thanos snapping his fingers, and everything that happened, all the, all the, the ashy stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And the next time we see Thanos, he's just walking into his like little countryside. Mm-hmm. So we Arm. never actually, yeah, we never actually got told what happened to them. Yeah, I'm really curious to how how that really plays out. Yeah, I, I, I think that that would be really cool. It totally makes sense if it's uh, called Infinity Wars. Uh, don't know. I, I I I have no clue what the title would be. I, yeah, I, I don't really know what to say. Yeah, I th- I think the closest one is Endgame. Endgame mm-hmm. or or the other one I was saying, uh, in um, Infinity Wars, Infinity Wars, and now that I went back into the Twitter feed, there's been another uh, say t- train of thought here is one of the equipments is called oh no not that one, uh, there's somebody highlighting called Mary Nachi, so the the and the board it says the word Mary, and one of the equipment, um, some of the equipment they have there has the label uh, Nachi. So Mary Nachi, and then somebody looked up what it means or what uh, the anagram is. That could be scramble the letters, mm-hmm. and it says anarchy. So Avengers instead of Avengers assemble, Avengers anarchy, which is the opposite of assembly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, Anton. Yeah. Uh, so we do we do we have time for one more segment? Uh, or, sure. Real quick, I'll just run it through. Uh, yeah, I I. Was able to finish the second book of uh, Crazy Rich Asian series, which is uh, China Rich Girlfriend. Uh, it's actually really, really good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really surprised on how much crazier it gets. When you thought that the first book was talking about really, really crazy rich Asians, they weren't rich enough, surprisingly. How, how much, how much, how rich is rich? It, okay, so when you, th- okay. When you watch a movie, you'll see that, you know, it's ridiculous to pay $40 million for a wedding. Uh, it's a little ridiculous to have a uh, bachelor party on a container fright in the middle of international waters. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it is ridiculous to have like a whole island to yourself and have like a bachelorette party. Um, yeah, it, it just goes on and on and on. But then... The second book just takes it to a whole different level because uh, Singapore rich is uh, kind of like new money rich. China rich is like people who are in China after generations after generations. They are filthy rich. We're talking about like like billions and billions of dollars. And then these other people are just millions of dollars or probably at least like one billion. But China rich is ridiculously rich. So, anyways, China Rich Girlfriend focuses on the um, the sequel to the first book. Uh, it, it focuses on um, our main character Rachel Chu and uh, Nick Young, where they're trying to find her father in China. And mm. there are a lot of surprises. There are some really ridiculous stuff that they reference in the whole entire book that just leaves you speechless on how ridiculous their money is spent in this uh this world and surprisingly a lot of these stories are are referenced from other real rich people out there in china so um yeah i'm, I'm, I'm just happy to see that they're going to be working on the second uh, installment to the series for the film and just to have a little insight with this book is really cool to see what's next Ooh. yeah so uh <laughs> Uh, I can't believe I forgot about this news story, but since you brought up China, mm-hmm. and we're talking about X-Men... And then we're talking about Trump. Well, not really related. Um, <laughs> I, know we're running, I know we're running short on... Te- uh, on uh, <laughs> on teeny tiny time? Yeah. Uh, I, I still I just remember this article. Uh, Chinese actress disappears after speaking against the state. Yeah. Uh, fan, that's usually uh, what happens, dude. Uh, Bing Bing fan. 
And for fan, those of, fan well, Bing Bing, I I saw both ways. I didn't know which one it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So people might recognize might not recognize the name, but she was in Iron Man three, and she was in X Men: States of Future Past. Yes. So yeah. Um. So you can be rich in China, but can still disappear. <laughs> yeah, dude. This this happens all the time. Um, if you ever have a chance, you should check out uh, this documentary about this guy uh, who did a lot of uh, artwork for China. He's the one that designed like a. Um, I, th- I think I talked about this on on this podcast. Uh, I Weiwei. He's the one that did the design for the Bird's Nest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Olympic Games. Um, he designed a bunch of really amazing stuff. I, I can't really Don't tell list me he's a lot of them. Yeah, it, it's gonna take me forever. But uh, there was this point at this one point where he said a lot of stuff about the government that they didn't mm-hmm. like. So they sent like random people who took him away for a while and people he disappeared people didn't even know how he disappeared he just disappeared but then when he came back he just didn't want to talk to anybody he didn't want to see anybody he didn't want to talk to any of his friends he just stayed he he was too scared to say anything again to to get him yeah so he just stayed in his little uh, uh cottage area that he lived in and he just stayed there for months without talking to anybody and then when he was able to start talking to people, he just went all out and just like, you know, said, fuck it, whatever. But yeah, really interesting documentary to watch. And I think this is the same thing that happened to Fen Bingbing. Um, she said something that the government didn't like and they took her away. Uh, well, I guess she was suing. She was trying to sue a member of the state that was accusing her of sleeping with the vice president. Or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Something, something like that. But I guess any, any. Any back talk against uh, the state will bitch in trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. She's disappeared since June. Nobody, nobody's seen or heard from her. Uh, so, well, yeah. I mean, when we when I learn more about this, I'll we'll bring it up again on the show. But that was yeah, just uh, you, you don't want to deal with uh, the communist country. It's it's yeah, big no no. All right, Anton. Um, so if people want to, I I don't know how to transition to that. If people want to support <laughs> the show, how can I do it, Anton? Uh, they can do that by going to www the 2ocom and uh, purchase some stickers, maybe a t-shirt. And maybe there is something that we talked about on the show that they would like to purchase. They can click on any of the links on our show notes or our banner um, that links them to Amazon. It gives us a little kickback. So just in case, if anything ever that they need, that's good for us. Yeah. All right. You can also follow us on social media at the 2OC on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also send us an email to mail at the 2OC.com and don't forget to give us a five star thumbs up, whatever the rating system is on your favorite podcast listening app. Yes, all fives. All right, Anton, anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, for the 2OC, I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. See ya. Oh, look, we got called a nerd. That's if we're not proud of that. <laughs> <All right. laughs>